black ball. Black, black, black What's up, everybody? My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Blackball. Why is that happening? Blackball. <laughs> you know why? You know why, guys? Because I picked the wrong one. That's okay. I usually have beats playing now, but I'm just going to remove that. That's okay. Guys, um, I have a very, very fun show tonight. I always love it when one of my homies can drop, one of my homies can drop by. And... Um, Sorry, that just messed me up, that intro that just uh, didn't play what it was supposed to play. But listen, sometimes you have a friend that is so talented, you almost hate them. <laughs> this is one of those friends. Uh, I'm going to keep the intro brief because he's been on the show before. He's a dope singer. He's a dope-ass MC, And he's also recently been named the FIFA World Cup official host, which is just crazy when you know as many people as I know that are just crazy about football slash soccer so without further to do his name is Naja caliber Naja, what's up buddy what's up jay-z how you doing my brother from another mother i messed up the intro man i messed up the i was supposed to play beats i was supposed to be all casually doing the intro yeah. with the beats and Sometimes. i put the wrong file in the thing Bro, how so you good. doing man so Look at all, hold on, hold like on. Hold on. we gotta there we go all right now we're good oh shit. well well you yeah. got your stun is on <laughs> I, I, I joked I joked with Nadja off there. I'm like, I started singing Corey Hart when he was, uh, when I first yeah, saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But then At he night. took off his glasses and I realized why. And it's because he's like me. He's got dad eyes now. Yeah, man. No, it's not a game right now. Check it out. Oh. I start with it. So Did you just get Botox? What's going on? I'm going to take them off, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I'm going to take mine off, too. Yeah. I never wear shit. Um, how you doing, man? Man, I am feeling amazing. I feel like I just reached. I feel like I just reached a goal. I've been I've been working hard to uh, attain, and um, essentially, all of this is to do with leading up to the World Cup and just trying to put myself, position myself, in a manner where I could take um, as much advantage of this incredible opportunity. And um, in that in that in that uh, journey, it's been a whole lot of ups and downs and trials and tribulations but um we are here and i'm, I'm grateful yeah as you, you dude like you know how many people i know would just be like how many people have tried to hit you up for tickets already <laughs> oh know? boy that's a, that, that's been crazy me up for tickets yeah. and like the thing is like these guys are giving the tickets to nobody like you have to do it the way you know they don't have a select ticket set aside um normally with the smaller tournaments that i host i do have access i get people tickets all the time but for this one, the big bambino boy, they ain't let nobody touch that man. So no, um, why would? That's and that's point. so much easier for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But you know, uh. sometimes it's good to like this would be a great way to network and grow my. You know, this would be a great way actually. So I mean, I, yeah. I wish I could have access to some of the tickets, but it is what it is. Um, you've been doing this hosting thing for so long now. It seems that, but but it still seems new. You know, for 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 me, because I known you as like we met when you were an artist. Um, I booked you in Calgary, 
and a couple of events in Toronto. I watched you soar. I watched you do these dope videos and stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden one day I'm just I find out that you're like touring with the Miami Dolphin cheerleaders, and I'm just like, whoa. No, First well, of all, yeah, how does listen, that mean just to be fair, that was crazy. So yeah. that was a big big thing. I was me and 30 girls on a cruise ship by ourselves. So yeah. you know that was pretty crazy, and it was daunting, but it was in a, I did a, a promo video. And I was the voice for a major uh, marketing campaign uh, commercial for for a Norwegian uh, cruise line to be the Miami Dolphin cheerleaders that were going to be doing the promo video by themselves. And then they happened to get a hold of my video ups and downs. And like two weeks before they're about to shoot everything, they said, "Stop the press. Let's holler at homie and see if you can call." So they call me and they're like, "You know, I'm in that. I mean, I'm in. I used to work with Vitamix. So I'm selling blenders. So I'm in like, yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I'm in like Winnipeg or something." You know, this is the fruit, the whole fruit, and nothing but the fruit. I'm selling my my things, you know what I'm saying? I already got the first two in this ad. I was like, I couldn't believe I got it. First of all, it was an open mm. call to sing this thing, to give you the script, blah, blah, blah. I had to find a way to sing it. Anyway, they saw me. They called me back, and they're like, um, Naj, we want to know if you'd be able to uh, um, do film this commercial with us, um, a promo video with us um, next week in Miami with the Miami Dolphin cheerleaders. And I was like. You're was like, like, oh, all right. Yeah, I was like, well, hold on, I expected a schedule, but hold on one second. Meanwhile, like, holy shit, you know what I'm saying? You, so, turn, to your, you turn to your wife, um, honey. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, man. Did, it you, was, did it was, you take her with you? Um, you know what? Uh, I did not take her with me that time, but what was amazing and also a big flop, I was, it's one of those things you're like, damn. So long story short. We did the we did the commercial promo video and it was airing on all the cruise ships and it was uh, you know the radio ad was going everywhere it was all over the states so that was fantastic and on TV and then um, a week two weeks later they called me again and they said listen we want to fly you out for the official christening because it was for a new cruise ship Norwegian Gem so we said we're gonna be breaking the bottle on this you know they do that whole blend yeah. Mayor's yeah, I never understood that. What a waste of champagne. Oh, yeah, but, I, yeah, you know me back in the days, fam. So anyway. <laughs> I'd be licking the boat, you know. Listen, give me that. You know what I'm saying? Not no more. But anyway. Yeah. But uh, long story short is they said, we're going to fly you out and, we're, and you can come bring your girlfriend. So she came out with me and, um, you know, it was unbelievable. Because uh, they knew. Me. They you know, knew. Pitbull They're like, dude. Dude, every time we bring a a, a singer, you know, the, they end up getting divorced like a month later. So we got to make sure that our talent brings the girlfriend. Yes, man. Listen, make sure that happens. So they, we came out there. Pitbull was performing. It was a whole thing. And I was supposed to be there doing my thing with Pitbull and everything. And I cannot believe this. I don't know what I ate in New York in uh. transit. I ate something, was puking my guts out the whole time. And I was, it was uh. a whole, I was, I, it was, a, it was horrible. Man, it was. Man, did you, it was did you miss the performance? And you know, his energy and my energy would have been brilliant. You know what I mean? And I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I didn't even want him to see me at that point. So, but anyways, uh, it was an incredible experience, and and it just shows you got to be in it to win it. Because when I first got the call, it was an open call to do it, and they're you know basically everyone sending in there, and they called me back and they said we kind of like what you did, seem to tweak your cadence on this, and I got it. So it was nuts. Got a chance to get connections with the Miami Dolphins. And um, it was so, yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so recently I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play something here, just just a bit of uh, of your last single that just completely blew up. Every time I looked at your like social media pages, I was like, holy shit. And this is the song that I played last time that you were on that I was like, please let the NHL take this for their highlight reel portion and all that kind of shit. So I'm just gonna play like 
30 seconds of it. I don't know if I'm going to get dinged, but I don't really care because it's a dope song. So. Yeah. Can, can I, you know what's funny? I had, uh, who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to Paul Atkinson from the True North Eager Beaver podcast. And um, yeah. we're, we're playing Eternia's video. Oh, which video was it? Uh, the one with MC Light and everybody? No. No, it's the one that she, I paused it here because it's the one that she filmed on this street in Kensington. Oh, and, wow. and it's the exact yeah, yeah, same yeah, yeah. street. You guys are walking in the same direction. And all I ever see now, when, when I watched this video again today, I was like, because I used to live right on the top of Kensington. I'm like, oh, I used to have breakfast there. Oh, I used to get my empanadas there. Oh, I used oh, to go boy. get my coffee there. I used to get my cheese there. I used to get fucking that. Like, I miss that neighborhood so much. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Um, Brilliant neighborhood. And that, I just shot a Western Union commercial there with DJ Drama and uh, this reggae singer in Vegas. So you're going to see a, you're going to see me in a, see a pink suit up and down the place in a Western Union commercial. I've seen your pink suit. I've seen you in that pink suit. Well, that's my showtime. That's FIFA stuff. But anyways, they said bring the pink suit, so whatever. But it's gonna be a good exposure <laughs> leading up to the World Cup. So whatever. Imagine that you're like, like you get you get the gigs. You're like, how about the guy with the pink suit? What? Yes, yes, the Literally. pink suit. Yeah. I mean, like, make sure pink suit. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, stick just like any guy could show up in a pink suit, and they'd be like, that's the guy. <laughs> that's you know right what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Um, but. that song though, it blew up. Um, it, you know what? It did what it needed to do, which I'm very, very grateful for. I'm super grateful for. I'm 47 different placements across the U.S. Um, got me a lot of exposure in um, a big magazine called like Hype Magazine, and a number of uh, I had numerous write-ups and interviews uh, from that. So I mean, listen, um, that's the first. Thing. So I was just super grateful that it did what it needed to do. And to me, the song was really just a tribute to me that I'm good because I was about four and a half months sober at the time. And I, I was feeling good. Mm. And it was just an affirmation of me saying, I'm good, you know, don't worry. And listen, you know, it did, it did what it needed to do. So I'm super excited, but I'm super excited about the new stuff I'm doing and, you know, leading up to the World Cup. But I mean, I'm super grateful for my team and uh, super grateful, for God, whatever, man. So yeah, that's well, it, man. I know, I know that, I know that every good artist wants to keep looking forward. But um, one of the reasons why I wanted to play it was because of this guy. And oh, that man. man, that is Sheldon. Um, that is our friend Sheldon Moore, uh, aka S Love, DJ the Pocket Dwellers, producer extraordinaire, um, who passed away from cancer not too long ago. And um, we both knew him for a long, long time. And you know, I wanted to just talk about him a little bit because it's funny how you know artists like Sheldon who I mean, when, when I was a teenager, we used to go to Nigel's house. We used to go into Nigel's basement and there'd be Sheldon and he'd be on the MPC making some dope ass beat. 
and he would he would literally like um indulge all of these rappers and just let us spit over his beats there was no money being exchanged at the time it was just for the love of the art and then he started doing a lot of amazing work for a big artist he was beat programming and he would like mix down other people's stuff and everything and you know he's not a household name but to us he was a superstar and yeah, I wanted to know if you can just elaborate on Sheldon a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, I Sheldon S. Love more. I mean, he was just a phenomenon in the under, you know, in the underworkings of everything. If you were just getting started, if you were looking to create a sound and make yourself sound the most presentable, he was a guy that was taking people who were just getting busy, just getting started, and helping to hone them and give them direction. And it was one of those guys you have to salute because in Canada, number one, it's hard to do um, music or entertainment um, on a full time basis. And this man never he was turning down work because he was working with so much people. Um, he had the chance to go to the States actually to work with a major label. They wanted him to leave, but because of his commitment to his wife and his daughter, he decided to stay. But I mean, he's done, he's, he's, he's done so much for so much people on so many levels. Cause he was more than just a producer. He was a mentor and he genuinely cared about people and what they were looking and their vision. So he really may have, he was really, really innate at, make, at giving that, making that connection with you. And he was fantastic. I mean, he's done, Stuff with Mob Deep. I mean, people sending him stuff over, and you know his mixes yeah. were just incredible. He won a and he won a Juno actually. Um, he won a Juno last year um, for a gospel album that he had done. And um, I got to tell you, man, like there, there really is no we miss him dearly. And it's crazy because I mean, it all happened in four months. Um, cancer, unfortunately, a, yeah. a broad, solid guy didn't drink, didn't smoke, nothing. And mm. within four months, he was gone. Right, so we miss him dearly. And we yeah. pray for family, but he was an incredible person, and his and his name and his his light and his spirit still lives on because I, I mean I, he's fantastic. And I did that song, um, you know, I I did the, I did about half that song with him over there, and he's just been incredible. So rest. In and peace. I wasn't. We love. Yeah, family. man. Yeah, man. Big ups to Sheldon. I, and I wasn't able to go to the funeral because I had COVID, which pissed me off. But Nigel sent me a video. It's it, the file format isn't. Um, I don't know, for some reason I can't get it to play, but I'm going to play the audio. I was starting to cry there, man. I was getting know, teary. Man. I was getting teary. I was listening, man. I know, man. And listen, I'm not. I'm not playing. And listen, brother, I'm not playing that to embarrass you. I'm not playing that for any like stupid reason like that at all. No. Nigel sent that to me like while he was still at the funeral, and I was just, I, I, I could, I could feel it on you. I could, I could feel yeah, what you were going through. And man, the uh, funerals are can they can be healing? You know, like Nigel was telling me that. Um, that he met so many young rappers there that were just bawling because their mentor was gone. You know, like he stayed that guy that like basically put the artist under his wing and was like, listen, like, you know, this is, this is what I think you should do. You can do what you want. And people would listen to him and they respected his opinion. You know, it was baffling because I mean, obviously we come from a different age demographic, but it's amazing Mm -hmm. how, he continued to get this work. 
Like he's not a person that goes on Facebook. He's not on Instagram. He's not on any social media. He's not into any of that, but Mm -hmm. he he didn't advertise nothing. But this man's work was so good that he just constantly had people, you know, the reach. I mean, when at the, at the funeral, the the lineup was outside and around the church. I mean, it was powerful. It was so powerful, man. So, um, you know, it was great to see that acknowledgement and for his family to see how much people he had touched. And um, yeah, man, we just got to keep doing doing what we're doing here. Stuff like this, you know. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's proud of you, James. You know, for getting back and picking this up because this is, you know, this is something that's you always been near and dear to you. One of the things because you're very multifaceted yourself. You know what I mean? You're, he's, this guy. For those who don't know, lyrically, I don't know any a lot of people that can get with James lyrically. You guys don't know that side of him too much, but he's an incredible um, writer and rapper. But I mean, he's always been a fantastic uh, guy to hold forums and hold court and um, and. Oh, go stuff. on. No, I'm just. Kidding. So yeah, so I just gotta <laughs> give you your flowers. I gotta give you your flowers now. And say yo, man, I salute you. You know, my last yeah. name is Flower in Italian. Just, just so you know, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah do you no, but big yeah. ups to Sheldon. Like, I, yeah, I, I was really, um, I was really moved by what Nigel said. That that vocal and everything, and um, yeah. So, um, you know, I just wanted to pay a little bit of a tribute there. I'm gonna try to do a show where it's all these people that used to know him, like yourself and Nigel, and maybe Jim LeBold, and like other people in the Fat Al, maybe or someone like you know, and it, just people that like you know worked with him or knew him personally because he left a gap. Like, there's a lot of cats out there that are probably thinking to themselves, I don't know what. I don't even know what, Ooh. like, there's probably people throwing it in the tire because there, bro. without you know. him, it's scary, bro. I have one other yeah. guy. I went to a couple of people. I was like, okay, you know, it's just, especially he knows you, knows how to get, get the best out of you. Cause he like, and he was like a trainer, man. He was more than just an engineer. You know, he was, he just really knew how to put you together. Um, and it, everyone had people had different sounds, but he was just able to do that. And he was so, yeah. He, you just, know what I noticed? I noticed about funny. myself. Um, Cause I've been writing a lot of rhymes since the pandemic started like daily, like I'm writing yeah. 16 bars a day easily. Right. Man, you I noticed so that when, when I go outside of my balcony and smoke a joint and take my phone and just play a beat and start rhyming, or if I record it and go listen to it outside, I realized after he passed that I have a neural pathway that automatically thinks what would Sheldon think of this? Because wow. I've done it like a dozen times since he's been gone. And I'm like, holy shit, this man has yeah, stayed with me you. for fucking 25 years, 30 years, that's right? Beautiful. Like, That's beautiful, man. That, and I'm the it, same it, way, man. Like, I'm the same way, brother, man. Listen, I got him on my, he's like on my screensaver, man. Like, it's just like, you can't really see, I can't really see, but I got him. Yeah, I, I got see him right here on my screensaver. Like, Legend. I just look yeah. at him, you know, like, my God, man, what a guy, man. What a guy. What a guy. I asked Nigel, I'm like, uh, I asked him, like, what's going to happen to his catalog? I'm not trying to vulture pick it. I'm just wondering. Like, like, right. I mean, if I feel like there should be some sort of tribute compilation thing. Maybe, like, if it makes any money, it goes to his family. But he just did so much cool shit that I, I just feel like the world needs to, needs to hear it or something, you know? Like, yeah, no, 100%. I'm actually doing a show. We're doing a tribute show to him October 16th, this Saturday, in the Biltmore Theater in Oshawa. Uh, which is gonna be a small little tribute to him, but I mean, yeah, we gotta we gotta see what's up. But I mean, he's got a lot of work with me that I have, and he's kept he kept telling me that this this time around you're gonna start to see something. So he believed in me. You know what? So I'm, I'm October sixteenth, eh? I might be there. In Oshawa, I might come out. Well, because I'm uh, I'll be heading to Toronto. Yeah, I'll be yeah. heading to Toronto in a couple of days, and I'm I'm staying. Um, I'm gonna be basically out of town for two and a half weeks. So I I don't think that it'll be too difficult to make it down to the schwa, you know, like that'd be dope. 
baby. Yeah, man, yeah. come through, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the information. But it's a Biltmore Theater anyways, but yeah. Yeah, so I don't know where that is. Some of this, some of if, this it's, guy... if it's not Dynasty, and I don't know where it is oh, anymore. Oh, boy, stop this. <laughs> Wait, oh, boy. Where's the Purple Onion? No, Does Jimmy, Illusion still onion. exist? I... Oh, man. The guy said Dynasty. Wow. Remember, anyway, remember Illusions? For those who don't know. Anyways. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> do you remember Illusions? Yeah, oh, my God. Do I, man? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Whatever song that was that played almost every half hour at every single club from like 1992 to 1996. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, listen, um, where are your goals now? Now, like you don't, you're about to do the FIFA World Cup. You have um, your music. Your music has always been impressive to me, but I feel like there's more um, underpinnings to it that will support it this time. Like before, it kind of felt like you were floating yeah. maybe a little bit, you know, and now it feels like things are a little bit more organized. Or is it still kind of a pain in the ass? <laughs> because I know the well, business side always kind of bothered you a little bit, you know, like. Yeah, man. You First of all, I'm not a business. I'm not canceled. I am a business guy now. I am working on it. Okay. It's my affirmation to myself. But really, truthfully, um, I've been just a kind of a free spirit, as you know, and uh, I just like being creative and I would kind of, I kind of got, well, not kind of, I got ADHD, so I'm kind of all over the place. So some minutes I'm into music, next minute I'm into like some multi-level marketing stupidness that I never should have got into. And I'm just all over the damn place, right? Yeah. Definitely feel more collected and gathered 100% right now. And um, mm. with that, um, it's like the two things are leveraging each other because the hosting has been giving me opportunities to do little performances at the stadium. And through that, people are like, listen, Naj, you should really try and, you know, do something. And so they're kind of leveraging each other. So because I'm getting, I'm in front of all these audiences, you know, 40, 50,000 people at a time, which is obscene, you know, I've been around the world, yeah. Tokyo, Dubai, France, Italy, you know, doing these things um, and, and the U.S. or whatever the case may be, it's kind of leveraging what I'm doing now. And um, I truly believe that I'm a late bloomer with that, with the music. So Stuff is really coming together and um, having a sense of a, a true genuine sense, I would say, of, of my spirit mm. and the, the structure behind me because I'm such a, you know, you know, I run my mouth. So I network everywhere. So my network is incredible now so that I have people that I build great relationships with because, you know, you know, the entertainment business is really about relationship building and maintaining. Yeah. And um, through that now I have some fantastic um, arms and legs, you know, and extensions that are allowing me the space to really, really grow. And it doesn't, of course it doesn't help. I mean, of course it, it, you know, of course it helps that I'm hosting the FIFA world cup right now. So this is a, this, my plans right now. I mean, I'm essentially looking to, I'm going to quantum leap in the entertainment space because at the end of the day um, I've been doing, it's been tough up until this point because I have not wanted to bring anybody in, for instance, talking to uh, record labels or anything like that. Um, for maybe a distribution or marketing deal. Cause I wouldn't want to be with a label, but I would like to have distribution or marketing or get, or, or, or yeah. find a, a booking agency for hosting, hosting or doing music. I wanted to kind of build up enough momentum on my own so that when you go into these situations, you're not like they're doing you a favor and they're looking down at you. It's more like, okay, we're going to add on to this. So it's been very, well, that's what happened. That's what happened to Kanon, right? That he, he yeah. did that waving flag song. I heard he made no money. No, like, I heard he, I oh, heard no, he no, made no. like a little bit at the at the start, and that was just it. 
Like, no, that's no, what I heard. No, 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 no. That song blew up, man. Once he got with the FIFA World Cup, it was game time. No, it I blew mean, up. It oh. totally blew up. But I heard he didn't actually make any money personally. Yeah, he, so I don't know the in underworkings of it, but I do know if you're with a major label, you know, there, there's a chance. There is a chance that, well, not there is a chance. They're definitely taking the lion's share of it, most likely. Um, so, you know, that that's the, but he did still, even under that, because anything to do, if you're on, if you're the FIFA, official FIFA World Cup song, I mean, you know, you're talking, he's talking some good, good money. So he did good, but he didn't probably didn't do as good as he did if he was more independent. So I'm just right. doing, releasing some stuff right now. So that as while well, I'm hosting the World Cup, my new single Celebrate, um, I just did a, a, a song for the World Cup. It's more for a commercial pitch and for licensing. So it's a little cheese on it, but whatever. I also have a club song that I'm, a World Cup song that I'm doing as well. And um, and through this, I mean, I'm essentially looking to get with the biggest agencies for hosting and for and for music, and then the end games for me to hosting stuff like America's Got Talent, um, you oh. know, The Voice. I, I need to be doing stuff like that. And like also, that guy that has a thousand kids, what's his name? Yeah, like that guy. That's my homie Nick Cannon, man. I, I worked with him already before, man. That guy. Sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I, man. That's a whole other thing. I ain't getting into all that, but Nick, <laughs> but yeah, like that guy. I, he's looking, whatever. I didn't know you worked with him. I didn't know you worked with him. Yeah, I worked with him uh, during the Toronto International Film Festival a little while ago at a Pepsi pop-up. We had some performers, and I co-hosted with Nick Cannon, and it was unbelievable. So it was, he was a really cool guy, and um, you know, we both knocked it out the park. He was like, okay, I see some yeah. new, blood on the, new blood on the block, right? So it was, it was yeah. good, man. It was good. So Well, it's, uh, you know, he's got like 12 kids, so I'm surprised at that gig he didn't pull out. He doesn't normally what? pull out. So. But um, <laughs> listen... <laughs> Yeah, man. So, I mean, listen, I'm looking to be doing, um, do, uh, I'm looking to be performing all over the world. Um, and I'm looking to be hosting corporate weddings, all types of, I love weddings too, by the way. I, I, I love to do a bit of everything. Hence my, uh, it, just my adrenaline. I look to just, I need to get a bit of everything. I can't just be doing one thing. So I'm really do you excited. Think that an a- do you think that an agent would be like, Listen, you got to stop doing the weddings. You just did FIFA World Cup. Yeah, but I'm like, yo, where's the love, man? Because it's such you, it's such an intangible feeling when you see a like. I, I it's incredible, right? So I would mm-hmm. definitely do weddings, obviously at a certain price point and all that stuff. But um, if they want it, they can have it because it's a beautiful thing, you know. Beautiful. Yeah, no. Beautiful. Listen, I, I wasn't endorsing that idea. I actually think that one of the things that I don't like about the entertainment industry is the way that they envision your brand. And then how they strike all these things off your plate in order to service that vision of your brand. Right. And it's just like, just let a guy do what he wants to do. You know, like well, that's what I love right now. Cause I got songs in every genre, pretty much every genre, but lots of genres. So I'm all over the place. And um, it's good for what I'm doing because when I go to these places, you know, I'm in, I'm in front of, you know, people from all over and everybody getting a little taste. Right. So, but more importantly, mm-hmm. I'm not even looking at it like that. I just truly, love and enjoy a number of uh, different music genres and um you know influenced by a lot of people so i love the i love the live band stuff i love dance stuff i love the soca of course i love the soca boy from grenada boy oh gosh right um i love I'm it not all, allowed, i'm not allowed to talk like that because it's listen the partner it's yeah man you come to grenada big up grenada for those who don't know island of spice where everything is nice right he so. go wrong <laughs> Right. So, yeah, yeah man. Uh, but I, I, my, my main focal point is to have a number of things going on um, around me while I'm doing the World Cup. I'm going to be getting interviews. The songs will be playing on different radio stations, um, you know, interviews and so forth while I'm doing this extravagantly incredible event. Um, 
under some extenuating circumstances because you know it's a Qatar and Doha they're not used to putting on um, you know major events like this so they, you know they're dealing with a lot of lo logistic stuff they're dealing with but at the end of the day you know that's that's show business and it's gonna be can, the title can you wear night. the pink can you wear the pink suit in Qatar or oh bro they love the pink suit in Qatar man the pink the flamingo bro we call it the flamingo you know what I'm saying <laughs> they love the flamingo bro when I rock the flamingo they're like. Oh, you Kevin Hart, or you Kevin? They think I'm goddamn Kevin Hart. I'm like, I'm not Kevin Hart, bro. I'm a stunt double. <laughs> I am his stunt double. All right. Yeah. Oh my God, you could totally be Kevin. Hart. Stunt double. Yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah, a no, short okay. black man. It must be Kevin Hart. Yeah, at least you know. Be, at least you're not popular in the '80s. People would be like, "Is that Gary Coleman? Is that Gary yeah, Coleman right? over there?" You don't kill me, yeah. What you talking about, Willis? Right. So, <laughs> what you talking no, about, no, everyone? Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, but you know what I love about the World Cup? I love about these things is all the different cultures that come together and the families and yeah. um, the true joy. It is in, it is it is a vibe. Like outside of North America, this thing called football, this thing called soccer is yeah. absolutely on another planet. Oh, and the energy crazy. here is incredible, yeah. man. Incredible. Like and we're talking Qatar stadiums are big, aren't they? Aren't you gonna be in front of like eighty thousand people or something like that? Like uh, isn't I it think well, more like sixty. The, the, the oh, more like sixty thousand. Well, semi, <laughs> semifinals and finals, I think, will be closer to seventy thousand. But I was already down there. We did a test, a, try, a chess run tournament just to see how everything was working. So I've already been in the stadiums, and um, yeah, man, it's gonna be crazy, man. So, you, I, and we're really me? hoping for Canada, of course. Dude, listen, we cannot not talk about Canada, right? Because Canada's. Listen, I've been there. We haven't been there since twenty in twenty six years, since nineteen eighty six. So we're really excited that Canada is getting. Um, they qualified for this tournament. They're in the tournament, and they actually have a great team. So, yeah. um, like we beat up on Mexico. We beat up a whole bunch of teams that no one yeah. thought we were going to beat up on. Right, one hundred percent. So we finished first in our Concacaf, which is the regional, which is uh, North America, yeah. Central America, and Car Caribbean region. For the first time ever, Canada finished number one. We scored the most goals in the in the World Cup qualifying. Canada scored the most goals in the World Cup qualifying campaign out of every team in the world. And we rose the most. I, think, I don't know what we're rated now. I forget what we are. But our ranking. I mean, so we've done, I mean, huge steps for the Canadian game um, on a national level. Because we know at the grassroots level, everybody's playing uh, footy. So, mm -hmm. uh, so take, me, take me through what your because i'm just kind of curious what your job is because i feel like um i feel like i sort of know but like so you wake up in the morning you're in qatar you get dressed you put on the flamingo right you go down the elevator oh <laughs> yeah and then you go down the elevator you get into your limo or something and you go to the stadium whatever it is what tell me tell me what it is that you do and i because i want to know i want to know what it feels like when you when you walk 
um, I guess like the runway towards like the opening of the stadium, or whatever. And there's like 75,000 people there and they are all like super happy because they're at the world cup. And your job is to make them even happier. Tell me, tell me first of all, the steps and then how it feels as you get through it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, first of all, it's like I pinch in myself every time, like even just you talking about it right now, I'm getting goosebumps because I still can't believe I'm doing it. You know, I'm from Canada. It all started at the Pan Am games. I did good at the Pan Am games and all of a sudden, you know, through people, through people, I ended up now I'm working with FIFA as one of my clients. So to answer your question, um, when I get to the stadium, so I'm the in arena host at the stadium. So my job is to handle the pregame show and halftime. So I get there and then we got, we have a big powwow with the, we go to the the main, the main um, infotainment room upstairs, way up in the stands where they got the glass and everything. And everybody's on walkies and headphones. And we run through the queue, the queue list of what exactly is going to happen. All right. And I have my plugs of where I'm going to go. Then they introduce me to my assistants, right? I have an assistant there. And then they introduce me to my camera guys who are going to be following me all around the stadium. And I feel bad for them because, you know, I got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to touch everybody, right? So yeah. we go through yeah. the queue list, right? And we're like, okay, Nadja, this is where you come in here. And then what I love about my team is they, they know that I'm much better um, – you know, for other people, they might give them something to say or, you know, some kind of direction. And with me, they just basically say, um, these are the main points we want you to deliver. I don't care how you deliver because they know, you know, I just deliver them because I'm so spontaneous with the crowd. And you want to be able to play off everybody that you're dealing with. So I have my my, um, my my cue list and I have my assistant and I have my cameraman. We have our meeting. We have big power. Then it's down, said, huh? And then we all leave and we go down and we just kind of sitting. And then I'm, we got maybe, we're maybe about, Two maybe about two hours out from, I would start engaging the crowd about an hour. With I mean officially about an hour before the game, so I'm mm-hmm. there. And um, what I basically would do is, you know, I walk around the stadium coming, and people come early. I mean, it's like religion for these people. So people are there early. Yeah. So what I want to do because they've never seen me before in their life, they're like, who, you know, I'm like develop some friendships in each section. So I kind of go, they're like, where are you going? I'm like, listen, just relax. And I go around everybody's like, high-fiving people. And I, you know me, you know how. I start, yeah. you know, I, I, I know a couple things in different languages. I start speaking, you know, Cave Halik or whatever, you know. I start speaking different languages to people, high-fiving them, you know, um, getting um, getting the kids excited. And then I do that. I do a lap once or twice around the stadium. And then I come back and then boom. And, you know, next thing you know, it's time to rock and roll. And it's like, okay, the place is getting crazy. Okay, not just. This is your first hit. So I have they're basically live hits, right? All, all I'm really doing is I'm delivering some information. Um, for the a section where there are there, I go to I choose a section, I'm looking for the most rowdiest section. I want them to be throwing me up in the air, literally. Like I've always got injured, broken my neck. Like I want people, I want it to look so good because I'm on the big screen. So I want it to look amazing, right? Or I'll learn yeah. a chant with them. I'll go and say, listen, what's what's the chant? What's the chant for your team? Now we get it going. Uh, are they segregated? Like, are, are, sorry, I don't yeah, want to say okay, segregated. Yeah, That's they, the wrong word. But okay, are they yeah, sort of segmented into yeah, their, segmented. their nature? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's the, the big the, the fans are at the back end of each each goal. Those fans, like, uh, they're nuts. They're like they're crazy. Yeah. And then more, yeah, more family as you get, you know, more central. There's more family. So depending on the hit, I'm doing like a a game show thing, like. Right, and I'll do. I, I won't go back there. You won't even hear me. They're just like, ah, you know. They're going. So depending on what the segment is, 
I'm doing different hits. And then I have to interview like a, a, a legend, like a football player. Um, who's already done fantastic, and we do a quick interview with them. So we switch it up. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the pregame, I'm just getting people e- extremely excited. They'll do a live hit with me and introduce me, and your host for the magic. And then I come, and I start speaking to them and doing that. And then halftime, um, you know, is more we is, is an incredible thing because, uh, you know, we do more of a performance-based um, time to get people going. Like, do you, and, do, you do, like, songs and stuff, or...? Um, I'll do pieces of, I'll do like a piece, I'll do like a piece of a song and then sometimes, oh, and, like then a we'll drop, yeah, yeah. and then we'll drop a DJ thing and boom, and then we get, and then we'll maybe have something where we like, all right, I want you to take your cell phones out, right? And put your lights out. We're going to turn it full of stars and we take the lights out, right? Oh, and then we have like fireworks and everybody with the lights and then you hear sky full of stars from Coldplay. Oh, yo, it's adrenaline, man. It's amazing. So we have a number of different things we do. And that's the best thing about my job, too, Jamesy, because everyone else is, like, so busy. Like, so th- th- everyone has all these plans about everything, and they're all based around what the, about me delivering the plans. But I don't have anything yeah. to do except the pregame and the halftime. So I just get to – I don't have to go early to the stadium. They have to do all this stuff. I essentially just come – you know, they let me out the cage. I go, you know, light up the place. Right then, I they put me back in the cage. I go sit down by the pitch side and I watch the game. Then I come back out, you know, 30, 20 minutes before halftime. We go over everything, get my guys ready. We do it up, you know, zoom, 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 bang. You know what I'm saying? Then I sit down and watch the rest of the game. So I get to see some top quality football. And you know, I love soccer, man. I went to Cleveland State, played Vision One soccer. I love the game and I love music. So it has been a win for me. And it's a and it's a family environment, so you're not in like a club all the time, especially in our age. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be. So it's a, it's been a, a fantastic blessing, and I'm just nothing but grateful for everyone who's believed in me, because it was a big pull at first to say, why are we bringing someone from all the way from Canada to, or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Why? You know, it was a big thing at the time. You know, I had to prove myself because my guy was like, just trust me, trust me. But I didn't really have a real, I didn't have a website, so you know. Listen, I'm here. Yeah. We are ready to really take this on. And everybody Dude, knows I've established myself within the realm because I work with CONCACAF, the U.S. national team, make other conferences for me to, to do their stuff. So I'm all over the place. And, uh, you know, but we're back and uh, that's what's up. Yeah. Did you? Hello, have everybody. To... I say, how are you? Hold yeah, on. Hold on. I give a shout out to everybody. It was a good. Hello, Jen. Is it Jen in the building? All right. And Da Costa. Yeah. I just want to shout you guys out. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, it looks like Rhea's there, but like I can't actually see her on my chat. I'm sure she's on the YouTube chat or something, but um, the chat sometimes messes up. But yeah, these people are uh, like I have pretty loyal listeners, to be honest with you. And the people that because uh, I used to be on the Dean Blundell show, the podcast. And so now I'm here and, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> and it's and it's dope. Um, I still go on the Dean Blundell show once in a while, but um, that's only to hijack the stream and make fun of Lachlan. Um, so let it be that known, was, uh... let it be known, bro. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you like are surprised about this, Nadja, but sometimes I can get into mischief still in, in my old age. Um, mm, let me tell you, boy. It turns out it wasn't. It turns out it wasn't the alcohol that made me do stupid things. <laughs> well, listen, that's what I'm wondering right now. I'm like, I'm not even drinking no more. Like, what's the deal, fam? What's the deal? Well, yeah. like, listen to like listening to you talk about what the process is like and what it's going to be like for you at the FIFA World Cup. It is dope. It is pure dopamine. You know, a person that I've been um, talking to recently um, basically gave me an education 
uh, on dopamine. Um, she's, she's super smart and super smart alecky. Um, but she, but she, she, I asked her a question the other day. I'm like, can you like manufacture your own dopamine intentionally? And she's like, yeah, stupid. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. but, but you know, I always thought that dopamine was something that just like, wow, I'm so excited. Oh, and look, dopamine's here, but you can actually do things that manufacture the dopamine for you so that you don't end up doing what we used to do, which is find other ways to get dopamine into our system. So like, it's so funny because we, yeah, we talk about this like a a lot because, um, and I noticed that a lot of people that I know that used to partake in alcohol, especially the conversation of their career trajectory inevitably will end up back circling back to the fact that they don't drink anymore. And, and I Mm -hmm. completely owe um, the fact that I have this podcast, the fact that I have a book deal, I have some things going on or whatever. I, I owe it all, all of it to no longer drinking like a 40 ounce of vodka and six bottles of wine a week. You know what I mean? Girl. Like, like I, 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 you know, imagine the time I've wasted in my life. I've, I'm 46. I feel like this is the way I should have felt when I was 26. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, you got to live life. You got to experience like great times. And it's just one of those things where, um, for me, I mean, being in the entertainment business, you had a lot of, I mean, am I gonna, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, you know what, if I wasn't drinking and partying other party favors, like I wouldn't be further ahead. But I mean, those have built me up to where I am now. And like, I'm just grateful that I have, like you said, I don't need those things. And I'm, I, I wouldn't be here 100%, you know, yeah. I'm engaged. I got a fiance. This is crazy. You know, my, my work, they noticed difference at work because i was on my way out you know because imagine i'm in front of all these people it's such an it's dopamine like you know and after after the matches i mean it would just continue to turn up and so i mean there's one hundred the clarity and i could thought it was even possible you know to have a good time and to you know without that right it's without that liquid so i mean i'm so grateful man because i used to be able to i would be like oh my god i'm going to tokyo I'm in Tokyo. These people don't understand what the hell I'm saying. No, give me a bottle of vodka. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, boom. You know what I'm saying? And you know, <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty good. But at the end of the day, you know, it was. I'm. Le- I'm depending on something, and it's just from a pure, pure spot, pure place right now that's allowing me to truly uh, be present, right? And um, that, and yeah, man, listen, I'm grateful for it, and yo, a lot of things right now. I'm. So- so excited just wait to see let me you know podcast in about four or five months and you're going to see what i'm talking about so i'm super grateful well it. listen um yeah no i'm i'm grateful that you're here and i'm you know and uh when you and i get back from qatar you know we're gonna have a lot to talk about like <laughs> yeah you know what yeah thank you whenever you're ready you come through man david beck yeah. everybody's ready gaga yeah you know a lot of people are going to be there man so no, you know what? I, 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 I just, I am so proud of you. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I don't think I would, I don't think I want to go to uh, world cup in Qatar for a bunch of reasons. Not because I don't think I would have a great time. Mostly because I think I would have too much of a good time. You know what I mean? Like in all seriousness, um, I, I think that um, the fact that you can't get, let anyone go with you is the greatest gift that you can ever have when you're doing something this serious. Cause you're going to remain professional or, right? you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna like, you know what? I'm in Qatar with my homie. Fuck it. I'll just have a drink. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm worried about, well, sometimes I get worried about myself. No, no, yeah. no, no. To be fair with you, man, I'm always the, the fire starter really. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, yeah. I've been a lot of places by myself, a lot of places, and you know, I'm like, I'm the type of guy I can make friends. I'll make friends with, you know, with anybody. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, you know, any crowd, and so I mean, that could still happen, but it won't because you know, what I'm saying we're focused and we're laser being focused right now. So, but it, it right. is good to actually have you not know, to have the distraction, you know, having your homies there and whatever the case may be, because at the end of the day. Anyways, I'd be like, all right, they wouldn't see me. They'd be like, all right, because I can't, you know, they'd have to get the tickets or have to organize whatever they're doing. But I, they wouldn't be seeing a lot of me because we got, we got three games a day, and I'm probably doing two games a day for the first three. For the, I'm doing two games a day, and it's gonna be insane. You know, like I'm doing a morning game and an evening game, and then a night game, and it's just gonna be nuts, right? And the build up before each and the end, the, the, you know, the wrap up after the games, it just takes a lot. So they wouldn't even see me, to be honest with you. You know, it's funny. I did the promo video today and because the world cup usually happens in the summer, my brain just thought it was April. I think I'm like, and he's going to be uh, hosting and becoming the, the world cup ambassador in Qatar this summer. It's fucking fall, dude. Like, like I just totally yeah, forgot you know, what month it was, dude, but it's supposed to be yeah. in summer, man. This is the first yes, time I mean. ever. So, I mean, listen, you'll be the last because it, it is, it is, it feels unnatural almost because people celebrate, you know, little, I mean, well, I mean, shout out to Italy, but they ain't going to be in the world cup this year, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, summertime is when it's normally, <laughs> uh, but listen, yeah. shout out to Italy. They didn't they qualify? Huh? They didn't qualify for the world cup. No, they didn't qualify. They did not. So this is second world cup. Oh. So this is crazy, right? These guys are perennial or, you know, these guys are giants yeah. in, in, in the world cup, as you know. It's crazy that they did not make it to the 20. They didn't qualify to 2018 World Cup, and they did not qualify for the 20 this year. This year's World Cup, which is nuts. But it was ironic is they had the European Championships, um, and they just won the 20 in 2020. Well, they had it in 2021 because of COVID or whatever. They won yeah. the European Championships. They beat England in England. So Italy won the European Champions, the best in Europe, right? But then they just yeah, dropped they the did. ball again for the for the World Cup. So. That's really must be really frustrating for them, and um, you know. But sometimes it you know it would be dope. You know it would be really dope. Um, I I don't know if you could you could pull this off or not, but it sounds like you got a key to the stadium almost. But um, Pretty I would much. love to do a podcast with you when you're there. You know, yeah, when when you're not doing anything, like when when you have like a little bit of a break, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. love to destroy that break for you and make you go on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, my brother. Yeah, one hundred percent, brother. One hundred. That'd be sick. Let's do it. That would be totally yeah. sick. Yeah, I That'd would love totally that. Sick. You'd be like, yo, from the World Cup stadium, I'll tell you which stadium yeah. I'm at. From the Italy, ver- no, sorry, my bad. I'm just saying because oh. of you, bro. It ain't no Italy. Listen, <laughs> no, but, to- no, but hold on. The Canada- any you know game I mean? that Canada plays or yeah. something. So oh, my let- God. So, so basically, here's what's happening, right? I'm the main mm. host for the for the World Cup, and we have, uh, I think, three other uh, uh, hosts as well because it means so, there's so many teams. I do uh, all the marquee matchups, but I told them I need one Canada game. But I do like, you know, anything that's the biggest, biggest, biggest match, that's the ones I'm doing, right? Mm. So Argentina, Brazil, this, that, whatever the case may be, England, you know, whatever the case may be, mate, you get me, bro. But whatever yeah. I am, mate, we'll set you know, it up. I mean, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I, when I watch Coronation Street, I need subtitles, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, Nadja, always a pleasure having you, brother. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you the next whole day. I'll give you a ring, um, but um, good luck. Um, I can't wait for the new single to come out. I think everybody should uh, should go to YouTube right now and just enter Nadja Caliber and just listen. Just do a deep dive. Just dig into his crate. Dude, you've been putting out good tunes oh, for like... Oh, I'm never mind, like, never mind. Don't do that. 
only uh, upload date only just in the last year and that's it i don't know yeah really? yeah right but you know it's all good it's all good it's all part of the history so i, I mean i appreciate you but i definitely want you guys to look up for my new single celebrate that's coming out it's going to be in pushing us latin america and canada um the new video is a 360 cam video so it's really trippy mm-hmm. um so i'm really excited about that and uh yeah look out for a little yeah. world cup you might see a commercial with a world cup song that i did as well coming out i can't say who the client is at this time inshallah god willing they you know progress over perfection and we can keep it moving bro but i definitely appreciate you having me on the show and, oh, no uh, worries. dude i'll have you on anytime you want um and uh you know you've come a long way since you crashed edge fest yeah oh lord no man well that was the thing operation infiltration man trying that to get in dope. everywhere to network i'd wear a bunch of different oh. laminates from old shows or whatever and dude, i put i go to we... party i go to the party depot and put on I find out which wristband. I buy a bunch number of different wristbands, and then I see which color it is. I put it on, wear my shades. You know what I'm saying? And then I pretend like I'm on the phone. And I'll be like, "Yo, tell my manager I'm not going to Japan." Excuse me, where? As I'm walking past the guy, yeah, and they're like, right. "Oh, excuse me." I'm like, "Excuse me." I'm just security talking guards like this. Yeah, they're like, "Okay, yeah. just come let it." Be. And you know, you, snuck in the music video awards. I snuck in everywhere. The ACC. Dude, we we have we, we before we met, we we had like the same vibe. Do you remember Nick? You still do you still talk to Nico? Nico, no, I haven't talked to him, but I prayers up for him. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but God bless him, man. He had a yeah. good spirit, but you know, you know, the game got yeah. him. So, man. so though. we, so we, uh, we used to like every since the year two thousand for like years, dude, like like six years or something. We used to find ways to get into like, like I used to find out who the sponsors were for the TIFF opening gala. And I used to go and print business cards with the vice president's name of like Thanks. Ford that Motors. Is- bad money thing. Bad money. And I, <laughs> I used to go to like TIFF and, and be like, and go there really early, right? And yeah. to the opening gala thing. And I'd be like, oh. And Bro. I would just give them my business card and not Bro. even look at them in the eye and just be like this. And they'd be like, oh, here's your laminate, Mr. Simpson or whatever. And I put it on. And, and then I'd be like, I'd get full run of anything. And it was one of those passes where you just, where you, it wasn't just for the gala. It was for everything yeah, <laughs> like for the brother. next week and a half or whatever it was. Bro, and then one time, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, dude, Bro, dude honest, was... I can't, I've never thought of that. Like I always came from the, the show business side, right? I just wanted to look like an entertainer, look like I'm big time and, and wear some laminates. And, and then, I mean, I would do, do the same thing. It'd be incredible. I just walk in everywhere. And, and that was, up. Yeah, let me and, get, and, and, I gotta I tell you, to sneak into the much music video work so much that security in them knew about me. Right. It was crazy. And one time I snuck in, <laughs> I, and I snuck in and then security and these guys were like, oh, my God, he did it again. He snuck in. Right. And I'm sitting there right beside Rihanna and Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran wasn't even big this time. Right. He was kind of just on wow. the come up. Right. And I'm with these guys and these guys are like, I forget some record label guys are like, this guy always does. They sneak in loud. <laughs> then the security guys are like, yo, excuse me, come here. Let me see your wristband. I'm like, he's like, did you sneak in? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, he's going to kick me out. Right. He's like, all right. You know, you snuck in. You got balls. He's like. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give you my security jacket, and I'm gonna bring you up to the top level where the true VIPs are. I was like, say word, Jeez. right? And it was nuts because that day, I, you know, I'm not gonna get into that story because I'm not gonna say. It. Anyways, no, I please get into the story. I want to hear it. Oh man, okay, you know, come what? on, man. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one too because this is good. This is a good way to wrap the podcast. We'll each tell one of our stories that that right. were just so the craziest stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I shouldn't do this, man. No, oh, it's man. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was a long time ago. You were a kid. It's fine. All right. So long story short is long story short. And it's just because out of respect for this person. That's all. Long story short, I was in a relationship and, um, you know, uh, we were engaged. And uh, bottom line is, 
we broke up at that. Uh, it was a Sunday, right? It was the Sunday yeah. and we broke up. And I said, um, oh, man. she gave me back the ring, right? And we broke up. And right. my first thought was like, okay, you know what? It's the, it's the Much Music Video Awards today. If I sneak into the Much Music Awards today, it was meant to be. So what I did is I took the ring and, and believe it or not, I got this because I wouldn't have a lot of money. I, I got that ring at Costco, bro. So I went to Costco and I was... <laughs> And I returned the ring, right? And, and I returned the ring and I got some money because I was, you know, sometimes I just wanted the money for partying. I didn't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted the yeah. money to drink my face off and do other things. So yeah. <clears throat> I got the money, went down there, snuck in, boom. And not only did I get in, right? Not only did I get sneak in, this at the time, it was, you know, I said it was meant to be. I did not just get in. This guy put a, a security jacket around me, escorted me up top. You know, then where I was with Will I Am, and I was with all types. Because downstairs you're only getting beer. Upstairs you're getting all finest connoisseur liquors. You're yeah, getting that's right. Paul, you know, whatever. I'm just joking, but you know what I mean. It's crazy. <laughs> up, way up on the top of this chum building, you know what I'm saying? I'm up there like, what the hell's going on? Man? I just woke up and now I'm over here just living my best life. It was nuts. So, living off know, that Costco money. Time. But I just want to say, like, you know, what I mean, obviously, I had it was a great relationship at the time before then, and things just kind of went sour. So I'm not really throwing any solid shade on it. It just happened that. You know, it was meant to be that we were, you know, that we went yeah. different directions. I mean, listen, my story, my 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 story is similar. Except I, I won't mention her name either because I forget what it is. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was two thousand four. I was just over a bad breakup, and um, it was like I was like three or four months into a bad breakup, and I found underneath my bed um a necklace, and it looked really expensive. And I was kind of a man whore at the time. So I narrowed it down to three different girls. Right. And so I called uh, two of them and it was theirs. And I called the last one. And she's like, you mean like my, it was, a, it was a certain kind of pearl necklace that I found out a week later was worth like 15, 20 grand or something like that. And I had no idea, which is a good thing. Cause I don't know. I would have, if I would have called her <laughs> right? Right. like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. In that place. Right. So anyways, yeah. so um, I, I meet her to give her back her necklace and she's like, what's going on? So I tell her what's going on, which was I had no money. So I lied. I, I, I created this completely fraudulent resume that um, made me seem like not just a waiter, but one of the fucking greatest waiters, like a ma like the maitre d's of maitre d's kind of yeah. thing, just to try to get a fucking job. Right. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. give me a job. Do you know where the Arcadian room is? It sounds so, so it's familiar, like, man. It's that? at That's Bay and Bloor. It's in the Bay Building, but it's at the top. Oh yes, it's yes, yeah, that restaurant at the top. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. The, yes, the yes. Queen celebrated her birthday there, like in the '60s or something like that. Like it right. is just immaculate, right? And I had no idea. So, anyways, so um, I'm I'm with the girl. I give her back her necklace. She tells me what's happening, and I tell her like, oh, I'm I'm going to the Arcadian Room to be a, a waiter, and I think I totally oversold myself because I don't know what I'm doing because I saw pictures of it, and this place looks immaculate. So she's like, come with me. So she buys me a suit. She's like, what kind of suit do you want? I'm like, I don't know, black, right? I just want a black suit, right? Like, that's yeah. what I want. So she gives me this black suit. It's like a, what do they call those? Like a book or whatever, like where it's tailored to you and everything like that. So I get this suit and they like, I don't know, three days later, whatever it is, I go to the Arcadian room and I'm going up the escalator and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, oh my God. Like there are like a hundred waiters and they're all wearing tuxedos and they're all fucking dressed to the nine and and so as I'm going up right. the escalator, I'm thinking to myself, okay, either I just go down the escalator when I get to the top or I pretend like I've been doing this all my life. So obviously I choose the second one, right? Of so course. I walk up to this guy who's got a clipboard and a headset and I'm like, 
My name is James DeFiore. I'm the head waiter this evening. Can you please hand me my itinerary or tell me who I should get it from? And the guy's like, oh, honey, aren't you cute? And I'm like, there we go. No, <laughs> just trying to get a fucking itinerary. He's like, he's like, sorry, but um, we we were trying to get a hold of you and we couldn't. And, um, you know, whatever. They gave the head waiter thing to someone else. So I was just going to be a typical waiter. And I'm watching right. the typical waiters carry these gigantic trays with thousands of things on them. And I, and I realized, yeah. fuck, I've never carried a tray before. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, to do. Right. So I left, right? I left and I started walking down Front Street and I'm like all kind of like kicking the can kind of thing. And then I see this sign that says tonight, the Canadian Urban Music Awards. And then all of a sudden I feel like a freelance journalist again. And I yeah. caught myself in the reflection of the window and I'm wearing this black suit and I look fucking good. So I walk up to the security guard as if I've done it all my life and walk up to him. I'm like, can you please tell me the quickest way to get backstage? And he's like, follow me, sir. <laughs> so I just get backstage, which, and it makes you think, Najee, you know what it's like. It's yeah. like, you must have had a moment or two where you're like, I could totally be a con man if I wanted to be. <laughs> I, bro, I could like, totally, yeah. totally. And it's so bad, go, yeah. Yeah. So I go in, he takes me backstage. I'm like drinking with Julie Black and Chaos and all these like people and everything. But then after 45 minutes, I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck to do. Like, I, I'm just like, now I'm just here. I have no friends oh, yeah. here. I don't really know them, but I'm hanging with them. But, you know, I don't want to like cling on to them. So I sit down right. beside this other girl with a headset on and I'm just like, yeah, I'm an imposter. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. She's like, why not? And I told her the story and she's like, come with me. And she gives me a media pass, right? But she tells me that I have to go into the media room. So I go into the media room and the, the, the announcement comes on. They're like, yeah, sorry, but we're not going to activate any of the feeds until after the award show. And we're not going to let any of the artists speak to you until after the award show, which is yeah, like yeah. three hours. So they want to wait for three room. hours. So I'm like, fuck this. So I go to walk out and as I'm walking, I walk by this table that has all these trophies on it and I just snag a trophy and I put it under my arm like a baby and I walk out and the security guard that let me in opens the door for me. <laughs> I walk out with the best new artist trophy. All right. For the the next day, That's Trevor, brilliant. do you know who Trevor Shelton is? So he used to be the president of the uh, Canadian of the Uber urban music uh, association of Canada. And right. uh, he calls me he's like, Oh, is this James DeFiore? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, this is Trevor Shelton, the president of the Urban Music Association of Canada. We had an incident last night in our media room. And I'm like thinking to myself, they got it on tape. So he's like, okay. you wouldn't happen to know what happened to the best new artist trophy, would you? And I'm like, actually, I'm looking at it right now, Trevor. And uh, anyways, I, long story short, which is almost impossible, I sent the trophy back in a cab in exchange for an interview. I told him I wasn't going to do it unless he gave me an interview. And when I did the interview the next day, he just he just stonewalled me. He just was like, he, he's just like, I'm like, uh, so, you know, like the urban, the urban scene, I, I went to the award show. It seemed a little disorganized. Do you think that's indicative of the scene as a whole? And he's like, fuck off. <laughs> that's, yeah. All his answers were like, go fuck yourself, yeah. fuck off. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. So. But it all started when I found a string of pearls underneath my bed. You know, that's how crazy things yes, happen. Sir. You know what I mean? That's, that's a madness, man. Go on for days and days. I remember sneaking into the World I know. Series. We, I ain't going to go into all that. But, I mean, geez, I could go on and on. Yeah. Well, one day we'll have a show where the whole show will be dedicated to all the things we snuck into. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> be yeah. Okay, we'll be like that. a six-hour show. That was my place, man. But anyways, go on and on and on. Yeah. 
So, brother, yeah, listen, brother. always good to have you. I can't wait to see you in Qatar. I can't wait uh, to, to to hear about all your adventures and your travels. And uh, link me with the single when it comes out, when the video comes out and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the video Please. comes out, I'm going to send it to you for show, for show. All right? Celebrate. It's yeah. going to be like dance, EDM, kind of whatever, mate. It's, you know, you get me, fam. And it's going to be a different yeah. vibe. It's going to be high energy. It's a high energy song. Celebrate. And um, yeah, the video I'm excited about. And um, yeah, a lot of things popping. Up. So let's yeah. get it. You know what I mean? I salute you. I love you, you brother. I love you. Yeah, I'm man. proud of you. I, and I'm, I'm happy that you're on this path, brother. And we'll talk soon. Yeah, man. And yo, big shout out to, you know, the homies. You know what I'm saying? Jen, she up in here like hard, hard body. Um, <laughs> D.A. Costa. Yo, thank you all for ro- rolling with us and listening to us. And much love to everybody. All right. All right, brother. Okay. Nigel Caliber. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. All right. Yeah. One of the finest human beings, probably that I know. Um, certainly that I know. And uh, yeah, so Nigel's going to be at the World Cup in Qatar in November. Uh, we're going to have him on the show, hopefully from the stadium just before, during, or at, well, but not during, but after uh, hopefully a Canada World Cup game. So that's going to be fun. Tomorrow, on blackball we start at one o'clock and we have who i consider to be probably the world's most famous gay activist his name is peter tatchell he was the subject of a netflix documentary last year called hating peter tatchell i happen to love peter tatchell i think he's one of the bravest human beings on the planet and then on thursday we have m griner she's a musician and the author of the health you see see what happens guys when you don't put notes in front of you the healthy like i'm gonna just fuck it all up here hold on it's coming it's coming it's coming she is the author of the healing power of singing i always thought it was the healthy power of singing but the healing power of singing she also toured with david bowie which is awesome and on friday friday is going to be a fun show uh well fun show it's going to be a dark show uh rob kivlikin is going to be on for our next round of heinous cases and we're going to cover the paul bernardo case as it's uh, as it's detailed in the Christy Blatchford book, Life Sentence, um, we are actually going to take heinous cases and every chapter from here until, I guess, the holidays is going to be a chapter from Christy Blatchford's book. Um, she covered all of these kind of horrible, heinous and history-making cases in Canada. And yeah, so stick around for all of those. And next week, we're going to go back to the Plymouth Brethren. We're going to talk to a couple of ex-cult members, and we're going to get back on that uh, train for a while because uh, there are a lot of political things happening in the next couple months that include uh, sole source contracts that will probably be given to the companies that are owned by this cult. So um stick around for all that we are going to have a good time and by the way um big shout out to everybody that is uh that is taking the time to chat there's something wrong with my chat overlay i think i can't seem to uh see anybody except for DaCosta and jen i don't really know why that is not that DaCosta and jen aren't lovely people but um you know uh there are more of you out there i am positive unless they're just talking to each other the whole time nonetheless um we will see you next time on black ball thanks everybody
Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. To the Blue Hotel I wanna live At the Blue Hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker it's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.